you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were Rich Eisen. The second movie, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmeyer. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. It's another edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast here in Writer's Week. Earlier this week, we had Ron Shelton, the uh, grand poobah of some of the best sports movies of the last quarter century, from Bull Durham to White Man Can't Jump, which celebrates its 20th anniversary this year. Can you believe that? Uh, Also, Tin Cup, great chatting about those movies and football with Ron Shelton on the earlier podcast this week, which I would uh, all ask you to go download if you haven't already downloaded it. And we've been having a lot of fun lately. The Sklar brothers, Frank Caliendo, we gave away a spot uh, to uh, one of our regular listeners, Chris Barba, paying off the Step and Rich's Shoes contest. We did that in the last week. Yeah, we got, he was great, too. We got lots more fun coming up on the podcast still to come, including this show. Jack Bird, very soft-spoken writer, one of these writers who, when you meet him on the street, you wouldn't think this guy... Uh, is the one who helps keep the uh, the engine of Thirty Rock go when Tina Fey is uh, is Tina Fey is she's sort of the rock of Thirty Rock. Jack Burdett is the the executive producer and lead writer. Is he the head 30, writer? He's the thirty, and she's the rock. Well, I think she's the Thirty Rock. Yeah. Um, but you know, you always need a showrunner, right? You need right. someone to basically run the show yep. and also make sure that. All the scripts are uh, are aligned with what Tina Fey is thinking about, or if she's she, you know, she writes half of them too. Um, so Jack's coming on the show. He's a big Browns fan as well, so we'll talk Browns football, but we'll also talk one of the funniest shows on television with Jack Burdett. He's done a very he's done a, funny. He's done a bunch of shows, correct? Oh yeah, I mean, Got if you take a look fr- at his... like Frasier, and uh, mm-hmm. I I was actually looking at it the other day. He did. Um, just shoot me the uh, yep. the David Spade oh, show, yeah. which I actually liked that show. Yep. I always thought yeah, that, that was, was kind of funny. Yeah, yep. It was. He's the creator of Last Man Standing with uh, Tim, uh, Tim Allen, Allen yeah. right? He's no longer involved with the show, but which you know it's amazing in this town. You create something and then you're not involved with it. I mean, I, I don't get it. Yeah. But that's part of why we have this this week is to find out yeah. what you know how this business works. If you're pull a fan back the of curtain television, yeah, that's what we're that's what we're going to do. So, um, and then on the other side, we'll talk about it. Here's Jack Burdett. In our continuing series of having some uh, funny uh, writers, idea folks from this town, big football fans on in one fell swoop, I am pleased to have on the show a guy I've known for a few years now. You enjoyed his work. Um, He was the man uh, writing for the NFL Honors this year for Alec Baldwin, who he knows because he's one of the co-executive producers of 30 Rock as well. Good to have you on, Jack Burdick. Very nice to be here. How are you? you. I'm doing well, Rich. Good to have you on this this podcast and NFL Network and NFL Media. Here you are. (laughs) A big Browns fan now having the floor. Ah, you have the floor, Jack Burdett. What? What? what, Don't make me cry. (laughs) Unfortunately, I think the Browns are going to do that for you. Um, You're from the Cleveland area. I am. So therefore, you're a Browns fan since birth. Is that essentially what it is? Yes, absolutely. Uh, You know, the first sporting events I ever went to was my dad dragging me to games uh, in uh, 
December. The old uh, municipal stadium. The old uh, with the wind whipping through and everything like that. And I, me- I, I can actually remember the first game I went to. Was and I was I was five. And I think it was actually Jim Brown's last regular season home game no that he ever played. And, and I remember being miserable until that game started. And, you know, it's the thing of, you know, guys standing. People would stand up on every play because everybody's freezing to death. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to run in between uh, – and, and looking at the action on the field and just completely fell in love with the team then. Right then and there. Right then and there. I mean, they, were they just good? had Were me. they good in Jim Brown's last season? Were they, they were. They were. They, they uh, you know, they were in the playoffs. They did that thing. But uh, uh, <laughs> Did that thing that includes breaking your heart is essentially. <laughs> of course. Of course. shorthand for breaking your heart right yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, uh, this was a couple of years after the 64 championship team, which is the last championship title the city of cleveland has ever celebrated period period any sport any sport michael jordan sort of single-handedly <laughs> took care of that in the in the hoops oh uh, yes you know and the indians you know they they make movies based <laughs> off of how poor they, they were doing with with charlie sheen as the closer um so the browns uh have been a, a passion for you uh what about the move i mean were you were oh. you seriously affected by it was heartbreaking by it really was it was I mean, those years were 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 just horrible, and uh, yeah, I, I it really broke the heart of a city. I mean, you know, and, and it's still. I mean, we got our team back, you know, and it's the same thing. But it has been a little bit tough because you look, and we might not be the best run organization. I, I hope that's turning around now, whatever. And uh, but you look at like Baltimore Ravens, how well. That organization is run, and, and who's it's running it too. Yes, <laughs> it's Ozzy. Yes, it's all our own people, and they—they are just—they know how to do it. And I hope you know. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> you're, you're right because that—that—and that, that, I think that's what's tough for Browns fans to swallow. Obviously, with the Ravens, is Art Modell went there and started putting into place with Ozzy Newsom a system and a, an organization the way it's run. And obviously Steve Bishotti's taking it to a whole new level also, but yes. these are your guys. Yes. This is your, your team. And the interesting aspect about it too, is the Ravens fans. They're still bitter about the Colts. Leaving. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I completely get. That. There were so many Browns, Jack, there were so many Browns fans, uh, uh, Colts fans, this uh, geez, Ravens fans this year, that the idea of them, Going to play the Super Bowl in Indianapolis in the house of the Colts and winning there would have meant so much. Yeah. So, like, imagine if they're holding a Super Bowl in Baltimore and Cleveland <sighs> made it, you know? It would be. That would be pretty amazing. It would be around. pretty amazing, except for the fact that you're having to go to Baltimore for a Super Bowl. Oh, <laughs> look at you. No, I'm talking about the weather. I no, okay. No, the, or you're just cracking jokes. That's what you That's what, That's what. what you sort of do no, no, no. for a yeah, living. I actually so, like the city of Baltimore. So what about – how does being a Cleveland Browns fan play on the, the 30 Rock set? I mean, do you get – do you get – Grief, from, yeah, because you were sitting there in New York City for crying out loud. A lot of You've got two uh, teams that are doing fairly well. Yeah, I mean, and what uh, you get a lot of crew guys who are either for the Giants or the Jets, so they spend most of their time just mm-hmm. barking at each other. Uh, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but every once in a while, I'll wear a Browns cap or a Browns sweatshirt, and uh, yeah, and then they'll fly. Yeah, these things will fly. <laughs> you know, so th- this year is interesting. Of uh, the the draft, as we were having our first night of the draft this year. Um, right down the street from where you t- 
tape, you know, we're right down the street from the actual 30 Rock, um, even though I know you tape uh, over uh, across the uh, the uh, East River. But at any rate, uh, the first night of the draft, you were taping the live finale, right, of, of 30 Rock, correct? It was, it, was, it was a live show. It was the last show we did this year, although... Because of the order, other ones are taped. Oh, there was, there was tape others still coming, right? Still okay. coming, but uh, right. yeah. So. Okay, so you were taping the the live show, yeah. and and who who was there? I mean, is it true that 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 RG three went from being drafted in the NFL down the street and watching? He did. He came because we did it twice. We did the we did an East Coast uh, version at at eight thirty, right. and I think he was busy with you guys. Yes, he was. <laughs> he was just being freshly drafted, probably around eight thirty Eastern right. time. He had probably just walked off the stage at Radio City yeah. Musical. So then there was the eleven thirty, the eleven thirty Eastern, which was the eight thirty from out here in, in the Pacific Coast. He yeah. was there for that. He was there. He was there. Um, and it was yeah, he was great. I, I got to talk to him for for a minute. And, you know, once again, here it goes back being a Browns fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, a few months ago when you hear that. St. Louis is going to trade their number two pick. And everybody was saying, well, it's the Cleveland Browns pick to lose. I mean, they have, the, you know, they have these high draft picks that they'll put together the package and they'll wind up with RG3. And the real Browns fans knew it's never going to happen. Somehow, <laughs> somehow they're going to blow this. It's theirs to lose. Well, they're going to lose it. And of course, you know, next we know Washington is uh, <laughs> jumping over them. And uh, they did have the first round firepower this year. Yeah, to go up and put together a package yes. to get him. Yeah, they didn't have to go. They only had to go two spots. Mm. I don't mean to rub it in. No, 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 no. But so but here he, and here he is, RG three, the freshly minted uh, Redskin and he's on sitting, your set. On your set, yeah, uh, our set. But uh, he seemed great. Got to talk to him for a minute. Uh, is he a fan him. of the show? Is he a fan of Thirty Rock? Or you didn't? Yeah. You couldn't even tell. He or? was. I mean. Nobody was laughing harder during the live show. That's that's all I care about. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I kept like looking over, going, "He is digging this thing." So right. it was pretty great. Kim Kardashian was also in the uh, the live. She was actually on the eleven thirty live show. She was a, on it, and um, as a, a special guest star, okay. walked on. And uh, between, she did a bit at the beginning of the show and a bit at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And between her two bits, she sat next to me uh, while we're watching the show on the monitor and RG3's a few seats down. And during a commercial break, she starts asking me questions about him. <laughs> like, now, he's a football player, right? I'm like, yeah, yeah. And he just, something big happened, right? I'm like, well, yeah, he just was the number two overall pick tonight. And yeah, and what team is Washington? She's like, what's Washington? Redskins. She goes, I don't know much about football, but so what's his deal? <laughs> I'm thinking, you stay away from him. <laughs> this is a nice young man. <laughs> or if he says he's not a brown, he's a redskin. Like, RG3, I've got to introduce you to somebody. Have you ever met Kim? Well, maybe maybe if he'd been drafted by Pittsburgh or Baltimore or Cincinnati. <laughs> you know, maybe. maybe but. <laughs> so she's, she's like, hmm. <laughs> she did. So her, she wasn't quite sure who he was, but her inner alarm was going off. How could she <laughs> but date Reggie Bush for that long? And not know the the NFL though. That's that's that was shocking. Or I don't know because he, when when Reggie Bush won the Super Bowl with the Saints, he came to our set, and and Kim Kardashian was right behind him, mm-hmm. and he's walking up on the set, and our producers, you know, see her, and they're like, "Go up on this, go, please join, you know, get because we 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 know the difference between having us a, a moment with Reggie Bush." on the set 
and Reggie Bush and Kim Kardashian right. on the set. Totally different ball wax. Now, now TMZ <laughs> is asking us for the video, you know, and you get the NFL Network logo on the side. So our producer goes up to and tells the story with Cam, and 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 they say, "Hey, Cam, would, would you want to go on the set? Come on, go on the set." And she goes, "I don't know if I should." As she begins walking <laughs> towards the set, should I? I don't know if I really should. Okay, okay. We put a chair there, and I was just. I was being accused of being a lech on the air because I started clapping. I'm like, oh, yes, this is on live TV. But I already saw in my head. Now, suddenly, that's a different ball of wax, right, when she comes on? So, Absolutely. So if, if, if RG3 was a raven or, or a stealer, you would have... You would have- you have thrown the Kardashian uh, curse. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes. That's um, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> so how 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 is there any uh, who who's on the show? Is there anybody who's on the show that's a football fan? Does Tina does Tina know anything about the NFL? Nah. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, I know we've had Alec Baldwin on to promote the Alex NFL gigantic. honors. Gigantic, huge, huge. I mean, he's tweeting about it, mm-hmm. and he's he yeah he lo- he's definitely a huge NFL fan. Yes, he said he roots for the last year. He rooted for the Lions. And he said that obviously, you know, the Giants being a Long Island guy, he would yeah. too. Yeah, hmm. but he, I, I think growing up, he was a huge Jets fan, and somehow the Jets broke his heart too many times. And well, that's why you know, I being from New York City and knowing the Jet fan intimately, um, hearing the way you discuss the Browns, where it's like that there's woven into your DNA is the expectation of the trap door to open at any time. Absolutely. It's yes. <laughs> that, there's, that, that, that any, you know, that you just can't, you can't let yourself, you just know the scars of Ernest Biner are, are there, the scars of Elway, the figure, they're, they're still there and they're never going to go away. No, no. Right. Out here too, when I'm, I'm out here in LA half the time and in, in New York half the time. In LA, I live in Granada Hills. Mm-hmm. And I always drive by Granada Hills High School, which is John Elway Stadium. So I just feel like oh, uh, it just is thrown just... in my face every day. <laughs> every day of your life. I'd love to talk 30 Rock with you, Jack, because it's it's one of the few shows on TV where there's just laugh, it's laugh out loud funny. You know, there's so many times where you watch a show and you're just, mm, that's, that's funny. You know, that's mm-hmm. good. And just half hour later, it's OK, that was good. There, there, sometimes I'm done watching 30 Rock and my, my sides are... Seriously, hurt. Like I, I've gotten an ab workout. I'm, I'm, I'm not just saying that because you're here. What's the process? Because I'm always interested in, the, in the process. How, how do, how do, how does a show that that includes so many um, fast jokes, so many jokes that include switching a scene where it's a quick uh, flashback and then it comes back to the present day? Uh, how do, how do those things come about? How does something get started from whole cloth? I mean, it all starts with Tina Fey. I mean, it's the show was in her mind from day one, and uh, which was great because I started there, you know, first season, day one. I, I wasn't involved with the pilot, but went in right after that. And uh, had you met her before? No, not before I had my meeting with her to go on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I flew out to New York, um, and she was actually finishing up SNL. She was still head writer there and uh, I flew out on a show day and there was chaos going on at SNL and guests might have been dropping out or whatever and she was so cool and so calm I'm thinking I want to work for this woman I just I would do anything you know sure and um, so when we started the first day she knew so much of what she wanted the show to be and I've been on other staffs where you get there the first day 
and the showrunner is saying, what do you think the show should be? And like, you don't know. You you just made yeah, the pilot. You created it. the showrunner. Right? So, um, mm-hmm. so that was great. Um, you know, I, we, we have a fantastic writing staff. And it's Robert Carlock uh, runs the show with Tina. And he's, he's uh, brilliantly warped. Uh, in sure. every sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, um, you know, we have this, this just great cast of characters. So, that, so uh, Tina t- so Tina brings an idea to the table or? Anybody can bring an idea to the table. I mean, we, we go, we burn through a lot. I mean, there are ideas that come out that I've been on other shows. I'm like, oh, that would be like an entire episode. And we sometimes burn them off with a joke or two. And that's it. I know. I mean, because it just seems that how how many jokes are in a 30 Rock episode? I mean, sometimes it's, you get into the into the triple digits for sure, right? Or, it's or, crazy. I mean, yeah, part, of the, part of the process is we write too much. We just do. Uh, we should. Uh, we, we film too much. I think most episodes come in six, seven minutes over. So we're slicing it down. And I think that gives the frenetic pace that you see. Um, you know, in fact, if you look at... Go back and watch first season of Thirty Rock. You'll see the shows were a lot slower then, and through the years they just keep getting quicker back. pacing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and part of it is like I think we we really haven't learned. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, there's probably a better way to uh, to go about uh, making a show uh, production wise. I think they're always saying there's too many pages here. We can't get it done, and but we get it done. And um, but yeah, so somebody will come into the room with an idea, either from their life or something they saw or just something, a thought in their head. And uh, we just batted around as a writing staff and how this could play in our world. And, uh, you know, you, you talk about it enough, then you have a writer who goes off and, uh, you know, puts it together in an outline, and then the outline goes through a process of notes and gets rewritten, and then that person goes off and writes a script. And, uh, and then sometimes the scripts come in, pretty full and you know you it's almost there and sometimes they they get torn apart a little bit but uh you know everybody's there just to make the funniest show possible it's really a room with no egos and how much how much is and how much of that stuff is ad-libbed is a lot of it ad-libbed or not really not really i mean everyone so so much of it comes across (laughs) as so glib and so um natural yeah, no, I mean, every once in a while I'll have an actor go, I want to try something, and it's like, great, you know, and, and okay. so, sometimes they get it in, but mostly it, it's, it is scripted. And, uh, I mean, it does help that not only do we have a great cast, but our cast is a collection of weirdos. <laughs> I say that <laughs> the best possible way. Well, and, Tracy Morgan, <laughs> I mean, that's, just, that is him, right? Is that him? Yes. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's pretty, uh, he, seems, he seems to be playing himself right yeah yeah for the most part i mean it's, it's a little bit exaggerated version a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but not too far off not too from far the off. actual yes we've thrown a lot of tracy's real life uh situations into scripts <laughs> that, maybe that's why it seems so natural right right yeah I th- he's he's great and and to me the greatest guest host of saturday night live is alec baldwin yeah. hands down now, I know Christopher Walken. I mean, you can mm-hmm. throw Steve Martin in that mix, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. Just throwing some folks right. out there yeah. from the entertainment world who have done that show right. as a guest host. But to me, Alec Baldwin is the funniest 
guest host in the history of Saturday Night Live. Absolutely. You would agree, I, I, you would agree yeah, with that? I would agree. And I, you know, I think that's why, uh, I mean, Tina wrote this part for him, not knowing whether he'd ever do it, but she her, had him, her time she at had SNL was like, he's the, he's the most talented guy there is and the funniest guy. And so, yeah, she perfectly. She had Alec Baldwin in mind from the very start. Yes. Yeah. And it was, I, I, I'm sure she never thought, you know, she would get him, mm-hmm. but, uh, she got him. She got him. And he is yeah, just he, he, such it, a ride for him, too. I mean, it's <laughs> this has been a, he's he's perfect. Yeah. I mean, he's pitch perfect. Yeah. How many takes does he does he do? Does it does it just does he nail it pretty much? He nails or? it. I mean, it is extraordinary because you know, you'll watch a take and you're thinking, that was fantastic. And he'll come back to where you are and it's like, ah, I can do this better. And you're thinking, all right, if you think so, and you're thinking He's not going to do it better. And then he just takes it to a whole different level. And then he comes back and goes, I still don't have it. And then he takes it to a <laughs> different level. Totally different level. Yeah. What's your favorite um, character of his from Saturday Night Live? Because I've got, I've got one. There's two of them, I think, actually, that are my favorite ones of well, his. You I know, mean, his Tony Bennett. The Tony Bennett, yeah. I mean, that's certainly. His Tony Bennett is just spectacular. I mean, that's laugh out loud funny. Yeah, yeah. He he's a master of voices. I mean, I, I think you know one of the great things about working on Thirty Rock is uh, between setups, between you know when they're lighting something, Alec will just sit there and tell stories about people he you know things he's done or whatever, and he'll do all the different voices, and you're like, this guy nails everybody. He's that, he's that good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Who does? He, can you give me a, a one that he does pretty well? That uh, not giving away the store too much. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, you know, Pacino and De Niro, and he's. Uh, I mean, I mean, I go. Those are ones that people do. But I'm trying to think, there's. I mean, his Boston accent too in The Departed. Yeah, he, he ruled The Departed in that yeah, movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan. His obviously the other character from Saturday Night Live is the uh, the sweaty sweaty balls. Yes, yes, the which NPR. was co-written by Robert Carlock, uh, who is that says, right? Yeah, yes, so. it's a small world, man. I mean, <laughs> seriously, this industry—that's the thing I've also found coming out here. Everybody sort of knows everybody, even though it's a huge industry. Right. Obviously, and everybody's trying to get into it, and there's so many different ideas, so many different talented people. You being obviously an example of that, Jack. It's just everybody knows everybody. So, so in other words, the guy, the co-showrunner of uh, or of the of Thirty Rock. With Tina Fey, wrote the sh- co-wrote the sweaty balls. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that that was that's I, an all timer. It's an all timer. I mean, I, I remember the first time that one came on, I was on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you laugh at each other's stuff in a writers' room or just so- yes, yeah, we really do. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it helps that there's so many funny people in there, right? But yeah, and uh, and it, that's what's great. It's like mm-hmm. I said, there's no way everybody's there. Everybody wants to top each other. Everybody wants to get the best joke. But also, mm-hmm. nobody's holding back when somebody comes up with the best one. And everybody, you're just so happy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are people trying to get Tina to laugh? Is that the way that works? Is there a competition in, in with her in mind? Or sure. I mean, you always want to. <laughs> you always want to make the showrunner laugh. That I does... mean, no matter where you are. But also, when it's Tina Fey, I mean, who is the best writer I've ever worked with. Uh, no kidding. It's, it's special when you when you get her laughing. 
you're like, oh wow, that's uh, <laughs> that's a nod from yeah, the uh, emperor. I, I imagine it's from the emperor. The thumbs up, right? The, rather the thumbs mm-hmm. up than than the thumbs down, man. Uh, so so Alec Baldwin uh, to me his character, the Jack Donaghy character. It seems to me that there's a little bit of therapy going on from the writing staff taking shots at management. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. That, that there's so few opportunities you can get in your career where you could just go off on the industry as a whole or maybe those further up the flow charts, even within your own network. It seems to me yeah. that, 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 that he is the filter for a lot of the <laughs> things that you can't normally say in your business. Is that an accurate description? It is. It is. And I mean, I'll say NBC. It's been really good sports to be <laughs> I mean, there were... Cable Town. Now you got Comcast. <laughs> Cable Town. I mean, come on. With the Ken Howard character, by the way, the white shadow. You got the white shadow the working white shadow. for you. Come on. You got the white shadow playing the head of a cable company. So you got Com... You, you, I mean, you're even at Comcast. Yeah. I yeah. need to tell you, we talked about this with Billy Bob Thornton the other day, the movie Network, the Ned Beatty character, where you're messing with the forces of nature. I mean, how many times will the network executive <laughs> come down and put the iron fist down and tell you you cannot say that right. on the air? Yeah, no, and, and they have been... Maybe they don't watch the show. <laughs> I have a feeling they they see some receipts from it. I'm sure. But so have they ever told you... No, or or have you written stuff saying there's no way this gets passed, and it does? Does that happen? Yes, we have done that, and it has gotten passed. And I feel like, and I can't even remember what the joke is. I remember first season, an episode I wrote, they weren't happy with something in it, and I have completely black blacked it out of my mind. Why like, not? What what uh, what is that? Because I remember my agent saying, uh. Oh yeah, they weren't. Uh, <laughs> they weren't too happy about. <laughs> they weren't too happy about that one. Mm. But hey, you still you still got your gig. Yeah. Um, other other shows that you've been part of, Frasier, correct? You're part yeah. of, you're part of Frasier. What was that like working uh, on on Frasier back that, in the day? That was that was fun. I mean, it, that was such a machine. Uh, I joined during the third season, so it was already up and running, and and uh, I, you know, in a, the contrast like. The Thirty Rock Writers Room is is kind of frenetic, like the show itself. Mm. And the Fraser Writers Room is probably knows is was more of a quiet place, and more buttoned really, up, huh? A little bit more, yeah, yeah. And was uh, more, more not was it more Niles or was it more <laughs> was it more Fraser? More, let's say I guess it was more Niles and Fraser than the dad. The, yes, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> and I felt that. like I was pitching mostly the dad jokes. <laughs> That's what I could relate from to. Cleveland, I, I would be like, I don't know anything about opera or wine or anything like this, right? <laughs> but. Uh, uh, it was a great place to be too, and what a place to, you know, I mean, fantastic writers, incredible cast, cast that, I mean, the best cast I've ever been. I've been so fortunate. I've worked with so many great actors, and the best ones, they don't mind looking like a fool, mm. <laughs> and it's great. And you know, that was certainly the case with Fraser Kelsey, and he didn't mind looking like a fool. Huh? He did not mind looking like a fool. I've heard he's a big Dolphin fan, by the way. Kelsey Grant. Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't know that then. I've heard that. Yeah, I've uh, heard that. Something. Where he's a yeah. he's a huge Miami Dolphin fan, which means I guess Kelsey Grant will be watching third third uh, uh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. This boy. 
<laughs> Miami Dolphins hard knocks. I mean, Matt Moore is coming to HBO, everybody. You know I mean, uh, how how many teams were asked before they got that? See, that's the whole thing, too. I, that's the whole, I'm afraid, and, and I'm afraid one day that all 32 teams don't want that sort of exposure, even though I'm afraid of that because the, it's such a great show to watch, and fans cannot get enough of that access. I know you're a guy, you're, you're watching Hard Knocks every single <laughs> Absolutely. week. Absolutely. I know. Would you want the Browns to do Hard Knocks? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> you want to get to the inner workings of, of sure, uh, of, sure. Uh, you want to see how Holmgren does it? I'd rather that than, you know, like last season seeing Peyton Hillis on Madden and you're like, oh, well. Done. It's done. I know. Right? <laughs> He's done. You knew exactly <laughs> when Peyton Ellis made Madden over Vic. You're probably rooting for you. are probably voting for Vic over, right. <laughs> over that as well. The New Adventures of Old Christine, you were on that program. I was on that. As well before 30 Rock, correct? I, no, here's what I, I... You were doing it at the same I time? I did the first three seasons of 30 Rock, and uh, going into the fourth season, my wife said, we really need to be married again, because <laughs> I... She would stay here in L.A., and I'd move to New York to do 30 Rock. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I came out, and I did Christine for a season. Um, How funny is Julia Louis-Dreyfus? I mean, once again, she's just one of the amazing talents. I've been blessed. I really have to to work with the people I have. And talk about not not being afraid to make a fool out of yourself. She will do anything for a laugh <laughs> and i love her so much have you seen veep do you watch that yes show? it's yeah. uh, that to me is the first show that reminds me of 30 rock that i have seen since 30 rock has come out i know there are different types of shows mm-hmm. but uh just in terms of the fast pacing and yeah. and just throwing some lines out that if you didn't listen hard enough you were gonna miss yeah and i've done the rewinding on it a couple I, of I, I, that i don't know if you, you know if that makes if they if if I'm making any sense at all, but that that show does remind me a little bit of of Thirty Rock. A lot yeah, of yeah. Ins, a lot of the inside of the industry. Yeah, and, and of course a very strong, hilarious female lead. Right. Yeah. No. I, as well. I, I really like Viva. I've, really, I've, <laughs> I've been really really enjoying that mm-hmm. um, this summer. I've been really enjoying that. So you worked on the New Adventures of Old Christine, and I did that, and then right. yeah, that had been on for five years, and I did that, and it got canceled. I don't know if I had anything to do with that. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you did. So then I went back to Thirty Rock for it's not a bad fallback uh, position for another season, and then I took a step away from Thirty Rock again this past year. Um, to create my own show, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, didn't quite turn out how I hoped or whatever. But uh, That's a Tim Allen show last minute. It's a so. Tim Allen show. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's still on and mm-hmm. it's doing fine. And the reason they all say about it is Tim and I mm-hmm. maybe weren't the best match in the world. I mean, you look and really my sensibility is 30 Rock. Mm-hmm. You want to know, and, and you look at Tim, you look at Home Improvement, you look at the Santa Claus movies or whatever. You know, I, I think you know. In hindsight, people think, "Oh yeah, why did we think those two hooking up together were, were going to kind of get along and 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 uh, make a show that uh, they both wanted to do?" And uh, it's not the reason I left. I, I had other things going on in my life, so I, I took some time off completely mm-hmm. from the. Uh, from the industry, which I hooked back into uh, when I did NFL honors. Yeah, with the NFL honors. Uh, yeah. So then when Alec was chosen as the host, did he, did he call you? Is that he how did. you got hooked up? He's just like, I, I, I got I, I got to get my guy Jack 
from 30 Rock to help me with, with the honors. Is yeah, and it, it was it was a great works? call to get. I mean, I, I uh, was just sitting around the house, and I'd, I'd basically become a shut-in, a weird shut-in right. person. And, uh, and the Browns are winning only three games. <laughs> Yeah. This is your life, Jack Burnett. Right. And he called and he said, Would you do this? And, uh, you know, part of me was like, Do I have to leave my house? <laughs> and then, of course, he and I was like, Wait, the NFL on it. At the so Super Bowl, at man. At the sewer, we're, we're going to go to India and we're going to do this. I'm like, Yeah, count me in. And it, it was it's hilarious. The, best thing, the so. jokes were hilarious. I mean, the joke where he's sitting next to uh, Archie. And he asks him, Eli or Peyton? And he goes, well, I got a question for you, Alec or Billy. And then you pull out and see Billy Baldwin sitting in front of him. That was fun. That's that was fun. That's that, and that's where you, you basically are sitting around coming up with that. And then you have to pitch it to Archie and you have to pitch it to Billy. Alec yeah. calls his brother. Is that how something like that comes together? Yeah. Well, Billy was going to be there anyways because okay. uh, Billy's a gigantic football fan. Yeah, too. I know. Right, and sure. uh, so he wasn't going to miss uh, going to... Uh, going to the game so he was going to be there anyway sure so, yeah an nbc super bowl ah. with his brother being <laughs> yeah. the host of the nfl honors and then the giants making i mean that's the end of the story right right that's a lock and archie was cool with that archie had no problem with that. archie yeah not only was he cool with it i mean he got the joke right away. <laughs> it was like one of these things like yeah i got i guess sure i man. have this <laughs> how, how good was eli on saturday night live Boy, he was right? funny yeah yeah because i i kept thinking it's peyton was as far as athletes who have hosted SNL and Peyton the best they've had. I think for sure. I mean, Brady was funny. I don't know if you saw Brady. Tom Brady yeah. did a funnier dive video. I don't know if you've seen that. Or no, not. go check out the yeah. Tom Brady funnier okay. dive video. I, I, that was sort of an interesting departure. That Brady's spending part of his off time doing a. Uh, I need to get the backstory on that. Okay. It's a funny, funnier dive video. You can check that out. Brady was funny, mm -hmm. um, especially since Seth Myers, who we had on the podcast draft week, he played Peyton Manning. In that uh -huh. in that moment, I think uh, some who played uh, McNabb's mom in that that sketch that opened oh. Saturday Night Live. Yeah, Keenan Thompson Keenan, played. Yeah, McNabb's yeah. Mom. <laughs> it was wow. funny, and Brady was good. Jeter was okay. Uh huh. Um, but I, I don't think Peyton, just in terms of his comic timing, it was so his great. Commercials, his commercials, just his commercials. general course with the Mastercard series, <laughs> yeah. that meet years ago. Yeah. So I, yeah, so so Paige is just yeah, he's just flat out funny, right? And uh, and everything like that. So I kept going. Well, Eli, once again, <laughs> the same thing as when he entered the NFL, being Peyton's little brother. I'm like, now he's going on SNL as Peyton's little brother. But uh, he's great. He delivered. Well, and, and no wonder Archie <laughs> gets the joke then for sure. Yeah. <laughs> How was Tebow with the joke about uh, Alec uh, being on the stage messing up the the Tebowing, and then he comes up on the How, what was the backstory? It, to he was great. He, um, you know, he didn't want to Tebow himself. You know, he didn't want to come in and. Who Tim he, didn't want to do that? Tim okay. didn't want to come in and he goes, I don't want to come in. I don't want to Tebow. What was your original was. idea then? Did you have an original idea in which he was just going to Tebow by himself? Or No, no, no. I, the idea was to have Alec doing it and then Tebow runs up on stage and um, shows him how to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, he goes, I don't want to get that. And that's. that's because that's not me. That's not you know. I, I feel like the whole thing's been overblown, and the fix was, well, would you just adjust him and do it the right way? He goes, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Right. So uh, it was. I mean, it was a great sport, and you know, it was it was a perfect 
you know, the house went crazy when <laughs> house did go crazy. It was a great, and it was one of the first jokes of the of the night. It yeah, sort of yeah. Set, it was a tone setter. As, yeah, as yeah. We say, and uh, now you're gonna you're writing the jokes for the ESPYS this year, correct? Is that what you're I doing? am one of the writers? Okay, that they've asked to do the oh, ESPYS and uh, Rob Riggle's the Rob host. Riggle. I mean, that is thrilling. Well, I want to talk about you, we've been talking about uh, so far comedians or comedians or actors and actresses who have no problem making themselves look silly <laughs> i think rob obviously <laughs> fits that bill uh, absolutely hands down i mean i mean the scary thing is he would probably do anything we ask him to do so so somebody has to have a sensor well, uh, an espn so laid back management at the worldwide leader in sport go do whatever you want to do i was there the night and i've told this story to will ferrell the backstory to him, the night that he did Harry Carey at the ESPYs years ago, uh -huh. he did the Harry Carey years ago, and the joke was something, uh, he made fun of Elway's teeth being huge, right. and then uh, made fun of Ken Griffey Jr. not being able to hold his dad's jock, and <laughs> and Junior, Ken Griffey was livid. Really? Pissed off. I'll never forget this moment. Junior also, by the way, lost baseball player of the year to Larry Walker. Not okay. happy. <laughs> not happy. Just all of it wasn't happening. I remember him standing up. Him. <laughs> I remember him standing up and leaving. Getting up and leaving the orchestra of Radio City Music Hall, an executive of ESPN following him, Stuart Scott following them, because Stuart and him were tight. And he came back and he stayed. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, uh, there was a tie for uh, Athlete of the Year with Tiger Woods and Ken Griffey Jr., who happened to be in the same community down in South Florida. I'm not saying this stuff is made up. I'm just saying that they were co they were co winners. And but Will Ferrell that that night, the ESPN executives were like, he will never do another ESPYS again. Guess who's been on the ESPYS like <laughs> twice, three times? Since. Of course, and, uh, and I hope he's going to be on this year. <laughs> <laughs> right here's, here's the ultimate test: write him a Harry Carey joke. <laughs> hey, well, come on, is Harry Carey duty? By the way, that would kill. That would kill if he came back. If he brought Harry Carey back out again, that would kill him. Just I'm just giving you some ideas. You, you want me to pitch? You want it? You yes. want me to get fired? No, I don't. <laughs> I want you to test the limits, which is what you do. How right. many times no, you say you write this stuff all the time? You know, management, yeah, yeah. you know, send him a little, how do you do? We want, just at least, even if it's not true, just pitch it in the meeting with management. We would like uh, Will Ferrell to come and do his Harry Carey impersonation. <laughs> I bet you they'd say yes. It would be, it would be, it would kill. It would be genius. It would be great. But Rob is obviously uh, talented in a, completely in his own right. He does, he does, um, he's, he does some uh, videos for the Seattle Seahawks. And Pete oh, really? Carroll. Yeah. You can look yeah. those up on, on yeah. YouTube also. Yeah. Pete Carroll brings him in, and you know he's done that with Will Ferrell, too, Pete Carroll. So that'll be fun. That'll be a, that's also local here in Los Angeles. Yeah. That'll be pretty cool. So I'll be able to fly out from uh, New York and see my wife for a couple of days <laughs> and be married again. <laughs> that's incredible. I, I just don't – people – and it's interesting you say that. People just don't know how much – blood sweat and tears goes into this stuff yeah you know yeah. i mean how how long is your work week on 30 rock pretty much non-stop right yeah yeah it is pretty long and you know um yeah I mean, we we start shooting at seven in the morning and we'll be up 
very late sometimes writing. I mean, into the wee hours of the morning. For a next week's episode or for that current week's episode? For, for next week's, you know, trying oh, to get that ready. Gosh, that's incredible. <laughs> and uh, I, I can't uh, uh, let you go without asking about the Father Dowling mysteries. <laughs> that's that's the first item on your, your, your list here. Uh, you wrote the Prodigal Son mystery back in 1991. Sure. What's yeah. it like to write for Tom Boston? <laughs> I've never asked that of anybody, by the way, on or off the air. Well, is that was that your first gig, the Father Dowling? I had written some. I did some rewrites of my, my first job in the business was rewriting Disney movies, like Disney Sunday movies, The Magic World of Disney which was one of the longest running programs in TV history. Sure, right? Yeah. And I was the Sunday once night, again, right? I was part of the crew that, that got that canceled. So, uh, so I wrote a few of those. Like, were you, were you on gun smoke in the late 60s? <laughs> no wonder, they, no wonder they don't want you on the Simpsons. Right. So I, I was doing that and I was also a journalist for a number of years. Is that right? Yeah. 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 So you started, you're an ink stain wretch. Yeah. No yeah, kidding. I did that for a number of years. For uh, what? For for newspapers? For mostly the uh, Daily News, uh, LA Daily News. No uh, kidding. In the Valley, yeah. What are you covering? Um, did some news for a while, uh, but mostly I was entertainment. I did. Uh, I was a music critic for for a while. No. So kidding. I did that. I went there. Yeah, I started. I was a copy boy when they used to call them copy boys before that became. Something else, but yes. editorial system, I guess. Newsies. <laughs> News. right. um, and um, I, I went, I was hoping to be a sports writer. That's all I wanted to be. And I wound up kind of doing news and business, which I shouldn't be doing business because I, I never knew what I was writing right. about. And then in entertainment, I did everything except sports. Um, so... So who was your sports writer? Were you a Jim Murray guy then? Is that what you... I love Jim Murray, yeah. yeah. Those were the people that yeah, you were, yeah. That's who you wanted to be? You yeah, were, yeah. That's what you Would were loved growing to. up here in, yeah. in Los Angeles. Jim right. Murray, those, that's that's essentially what you were aiming to be yeah. with your career. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I thought, or you know, or to just be a beat writer. I, I thought being a beat writer, like... What, ba- baseball? Is that what you wanted? Baseball. Or, you know, the Lakers. You know, there was a guy, uh, God, Paul... I can't remember his last name, but he was, but, but for like the daily news there, he, I I thought, I thought he had the best job in the history of the world that he got to cover the Lakers during showtime. showtime, Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh, So yeah. So I was doing that and then I, I was slowly trying to get, uh, writing television or whatever. Um, both my parents wrote in television and, uh, they write? My father was, he wrote variety shows. That's why we moved from Cleveland out to LA. He, my dad was in greeting cards, mm-hmm. uh, American greetings in, in Ohio. And then uh, at some point, mid forties or something like that, he decided no, to change careers, come out and write, he wrote variety shows. So like Sonny and Cher and Andy Williams show and a bunch of these uh, Were you shows. around that set? Were you around the Sonny and Cher set? Yeah, I was. As a kid, I uh, hung around. In fact, I'm, uh, I met Joe Namath way back in the day <laughs> on that set. Joe Namath with all the Playboy Playmates. And I think I was 11, and I remember my dad happily introducing me to Joe Namath. Sure. But also wondering why I knew who some of the Playmates were. <laughs> 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 Fantastic. It's like because you you subscribe to the magazine, Dad. And so you had it in you then. So, so, so words, I had it in me. And, um, no kidding. So, But I, I tried to avoid it as long as I could because I kept thinking, 
Yeah, my dad eventually got into sitcoms from Variety. He went, he wrote like some All in the Family and Sanford and Son, and then did Three's Company for almost the entire. Your run. dad wrote for Three's Company. Yeah, I think he wrote the most episodes of Three's Company out of any writer. So, so I thought he did it really well. I don't. I'm going to avoid that because so I'll, your I'll never your dad guy. is the master of the wacky misunderstanding. Is yes. that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> it was all a mix-up. That's your dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow! Uh, and then, I didn't know that about you, Jack. Look at me. It took me 45 minutes to unearth that. I'm, okay, so that's neat. And so you did, that's why you were trying to do something else. I was trying to do that, I and I wanted to be a reporter. And then I, I, I mean, I started. My wife and I we started having kids when we were 19 we weren't smart and Mm -hmm. everything but everything worked out and by the time i was 29 we had four kids and (laughs) and i'm like can't be a reporter (laughs) four kids you know and everything like that so i started trying to make the transition and i was still doing some uh newspaper work uh but i was also got some jobs rewriting these disney movies and things like that and then my mother, who late in her life became a TV writer, uh, was writing on Father Dolly Mysteries. So your mom... My mom threw me a bone. A bone. <laughs> I mean, it really was like... Uh, I mean, she knew I had it in me to write it. So that was nice. She had that confidence that I was going to be able to uh, handle the assignment. But also, it was... I think she was worried that she had these grandchildren who needed clothes. <laughs> so she threw you a Father Dowling Mysteries bone, and then the rest uh, the rest appears to be history. That's pretty wild stuff, Jack. And again, congratulations on everything that you've, you've been able to accomplish and, and what you're going to. Um, it's been fun talking with you about your, your career and just pulling back the layers of, of, of the mind and the process of one of the funniest shows on TV uh, that I wish could go on forever, uh, but the end is nigh. It's, uh, we, we, we head back to New York in a couple of weeks, the writing staff, mm-hmm. when we're going to start writing and it's 13 or 14 episodes this year and, and that's it. And that's it. That's it. Do, yeah. do you know the end right now? Do you know how it's going to end? Do you know if like... Jack, no. Jack gets a, handed his his box and is told to leave. Hands in his security card, or no? Uh, Tracy I Jordan mean, I, gets canceled. Or I, I, I think mean, we know it... a couple things we want to do right. in that finale, and I think we've known a couple things we want to do mm-hmm. for a while. But overall, no. You got one gonna... more live show left in you? You think? I think we... probably not. I think. Uh... Oh man, because I wanted to meet uh, the Kardashian sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I got no other shot. <laughs> but you think there's no that's it for that's it for the live shows, you think? I, I think so. I mean we did we've done two now. We did one uh, the year before yep. and then and, and, uh and season an and, and uh it's 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 yeah. exhilarating, it's great. I mean, we've shot it on the SNL stage. I mean the fifteen year old inside of me was couldn't believe I was working on that stage. And, mm-hmm. um but uh you know, there's always a worry of like, can you top what you did? And I think we're all pretty happy with this live show this year. And, and why try? I'm, and an RG three. It was RG. You got the RG three stamp of approval. Of course, I, I, I think he's still laughing. I, I've never seen anybody enjoy the show more. <laughs> and if somehow, some way, uh, Kimmy K and and Kanye are no longer together, and we find out she's sitting in in uh, FedEx Field, 
later on this fall. You've heard it here first. You heard it here. But That's I can't true. be blamed. Redskins no, fans, no, no. I can't be. Uh... No, you, 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 you tried your best. I did. To, be, to protect his blind side. <laughs> <laughs> and if he escapes the pocket, that's on him. It's not on you. <laughs> right? Absolutely. That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. Uh, Jack, thanks for coming on. Uh, thanks thank for you, coming Rich. on. We look forward to hearing the, uh, watching the ESPY Awards and hearing, uh, hearing your stuff through, uh, through Rob Riggle and, um, and 30 Rock this fall. Good luck to you. Great. Thank Good you. Man. That's Jack Burden on the Rich Eisen Podcast. Oh, Chris Law, Chris Brockman, that was fun, listening to somebody talk about uh, one of my, at least one of my favorite TV shows. Uh, Jack Donaghy is one of the greatest com- yeah. com- uh, uh, TV comedian characters, characters yeah. created. It, yeah. Everything so out of genius. Alec Baldwin's mouth. Instant it's, classic. It's amazing. I, I liked uh, what you were saying about the um, the live shows, too, because uh, that, that has to be a task to pull off. Like, Oh, my God. To do, And they do two, because they would do an East Coast one and then a West Coast one. Right, as one. you heard, he was talking about how the West Coast one, the one was at 1130 at night. That was the first night of the, it was the first night of the NFL draft, and RG3 just turns to his right. How funny is that, that Kardashian? Kim Kardashian. Kim, Kim's ass. Came in asking Who's about that? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it, it's oh, funny God. how she just, he just... He just could not, in, in good conscience... In his good conscience, Say could not, right. she could just, not inform. She just kind of so Red, Redskins fans should send Jack Burdett a, a thank you note, right? Or unless you you consider her that that she she provides championships just once, and then you know. But isn't Robert Griffin married? RG three, RG three's engaged. Yes, engaged. Okay, I didn't know that. I was not aware. Oh, yeah. dude, he's mature beyond his years. RG3, no, yeah, for no, sure. he graduated in like two and a half years from Baylor. And yeah. was getting his master's i think oh, i can't wait man the speaking of jack around the corner speaking of jack donaghy you know what i read the other day is john ham almost played jack donaghy well i mean john ham john's guested on 30 rock a few times yeah are we are we far enough away from the Mad Men finale to be able to quickly talk about that look i mean did you see it yet you, you, I've, i saw Have you seen it i saw it. you're making the rules here rich I mean, we're two uh, weeks uh, removed now well, i'm only right? in season one i'm catching up i just got into the show well, go ahead. Do your We're thing. two I'm weeks out. We should characters. we should be able to talk about and, it. And if anybody hears it right now, should we just say spoiler alert? We're about to talk about alert. the Mad Men season five finale. What do you think? I liked it. it I, I like that it, you're kind of left on that cliff of do, is is Don going back? Does he want to go back? Oh, to he old definitely Don? does. He definitely does. There's no question that's in there. And I, I just loved, you know, the ending that was very Sopranos-like, like you, you don't know. Right. You can only guess. I'm glad they also didn't have 30 seconds of black after that last line. True. But that was great. And, the, and of course, you know, Matt, Matt Weiner does this with all, it's, there's so much symbolism in, in Mad Men. Right. And, you know, Nancy Sinatra's song. You Only Live Twice. Playing over. The Bond music. With the, with the with uh, you know, Don's ISO of, right. you know, my friend thinks, are you alone? And I love... Roger Sterling. I love John Sterling. He had a great season. Every every scene he is in is like cotton candy. Now, a lot of people thought, though, that it just doesn't move enough. There's not enough that happens. In the previous episode, a character that's yet to be introduced to Chris Law and Lane Price, a Brit, we won't, we won't spoil it for you. Most people who are listening to this podcast well, no, already. know already what we're talking about. I mean, that was... And Game of Thrones has done this. I don't know if you're a fan of Game of Thrones. I am. In the first two seasons, Game of Thrones put the major explosive mm. plot point in the penultimate episode of the season. The second to second last. Second to last. In a 10-episode season, they put it <laughs> in, in episode nine. And they did it in season one and two yes, for Game they of did. Thrones. Correct. And I right. don't want to do any spoilers for of course that. Not. But, but they did that. Mad Men did that. This, and, and I knew that they were going to have another explosive type thing in the final one. I, was, I would just have loved it. 
And I love Jessica well, Paré. I think she is fantastic. She's amazing. I hope she gets nominated. And I'm not just saying because I think she's, you know, because she's hot and beautiful right. and all and that. She stuff. had a she had a big year too. She's incredible it, in for that. her and Roger. I think they had the you know the biggest character seasons for their characters. Well, Roger Sterling. I mean, every scene he is you know, every word out of his. It mouth. was funny. So in the beginning, they did the, the, the line. The, the line of the episode. Oh, go ahead. The line of the episode is when he calls Don Draper's house looking for right. the mother-in-law, right? Because he, you know, he wants to basically have his way because with her. a few episodes earlier right they she she right right oh my god and she, then sally draper wa- kind of watched him. right, right. could not have been more forward and more right. you know risque or anything like that but so the mother chris is french okay okay and so uh the daughter uh the da- her daughter uh, don draper's wife you know is obviously understands french so she starts speaking french because Roger has passed himself off on the phone as being the the, uh, the husband, the husband, her father. Right. right, got it. So, so she, you know, so the Don's wife thinks it's her dad on the phone. Right. So the mom talks French, and Roger Sterling's in the other line because no, don't you understand? This is Roger. I've already told you this is Roger. So she keeps up the ruse. Right. Keeps he's like, talking he's like I've exhausted all of my French. Right? And she used the word Regina, right? It's referring to I think. A name or something like that, and he goes, "What is re- what's a Regina?" <laughs> oh my god! He killed Laugh it. Laugh. He killed out it. Well, loud. You know, funny. Right before the episode starts, there's, they did a viewer discretion. There's partial nudity, so I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah you're, and I'm you're waiting, psyched. and I'm waiting, and then they, That's you know, not what you were looking for. And you know, Don's wife Megan goes into the take, goes into the bathtub. I'm like, you're okay, we're we gonna get, a, ready. we're gonna get a glimpse you're here. You're ready. Nothing, and so there's. Two minutes left in the episode. Finally, are you one of those that sees the BN brief nudity at the top, and you're you're on the edge of your seat for sixty minutes? Well, I'm not sure. Do you, do you ready want... for the brief nudity? Are you are you aware? Is Young Hollywood going to admit this? Well, I would, is your I'll girlfriend admit, aware? I will admit this. This that, dates back to my watching Soprano days. Mm-hmm. Whenever you would see the N pop up at the beginning, and you're like. All right, yeah. we got some N coming up. What do we? What do we got? <laughs> some N coming up. And so, of course, the the brief nudity <gasps> shot in the Mad Men finale oh, is Roger Sterling's rear. Great stuff. It, nice. it's, yeah, You'll it was, enjoy it. it was Chris, really funny. keep it up. Yeah. And the only keep uh, the only thing I am telling you is mid July, July fifteenth, Breaking Bad. Cannot wait. Maybe we should try and get um, our Brian, our Brian friend Cranston Brian back Cranston back. Oh man, I mean that is as good as it gets. That's my favorite TV show, Breaking Bad. And I will not discuss it for fear of any spoilers because there's too many. There's too many. It's I got to get many. back. I started. Oh, I God, started. I finished. Go. I finished the second go season. Now. And go then, now. Go now. Catch up. I need catch to, up. I need catch to get up. Back, catch up. Well, I I don't have the time for all these shows. There's so and many. You don't have kids. How do I have time for it and have you children? T- you're too busy going to Las Vegas every weekend. Yeah, that's right. Stop marrying people or watching people get married or <laughs> celebrating people get married. Good lord! All right, I gotta go. Clean, I gotta go clean out my office. Is it because they make me switch offices? Ah, really? Yeah. What? Any anything you? Uh... I don't want to, man. It's just you know I have so much stuff in there from like six, seven years ago. I just throw in a drawer. I don't want to move it, and I gotta move it. You know they because they, they want the on air people people all... closer to the newsroom. I'm closer right now. To the newsroom desks of the produ- of the production of the shows <laughs> I'm going to be doing, I'm closer right now in my current office than I'm. You're right across. You could like spit on them. 
That uh, that I mean, and I gotta clean this stuff out, and I'm I just I hate doing this stuff. I freaking hate it. I'm like a hoarder, and I, I don't want to move. I don't like change. <laughs> that Biff is this, Henderson is this, photo is this a good episode for the person complaining? I'm talking about myself yeah, too much. <laughs> I'm like it's therapy. I don't want to move. That Biff Henderson photo that's up of you with uh, uh, it's right on the. Have you seen it? You had to have seen it. It's in the one of the break rooms. You have like the wig uh, on and the mustache. You have a wig and a mustache. What do you mean it's on in a break room? What do you mean? It's it's like a blown up photo of you with Biff Henderson at at the sidelines of a Super Bowl. Yeah, I know. Where is that? It's uh, in the break room right near outside of your office near across from Spoon's office. How did that picture get blown up? I don't. It's been it's been there for like five months. What? When was the last time you walked in there? In the break room? Yeah. I don't break. (laughs) I don't break. I keep working. Well, it's not a what break, break room. For? It's like where you get water and vending machines and stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't hit the skittles anymore. All right, all right, all right. I mean, you're not beast moding I'm not anymore. Beast moding. <laughs> not beast moding. Are you serious? Anymore? It's up there. Yeah, I'll go. I'll take a photo of it and I'll. I'll no, no, uh, I'll stop by the break room. <laughs> I'll send it. I'll stop on my way to my new office, which is half the size. What the hell's happening here? Hey, I don't even have a desk, Rich. Really? No. You want my office? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Olivia Munn, let's stop joking around. Hey, now. Hey, now. She's got a, a Magic Mike, that movie with Soderbergh. Which looks hilarious. And the, and the newsroom. Can't wait for which that. Which looks great. And the only drawback to the, the newsroom, there's only one. And it's on at 10 o'clock Sunday nights, which is when um, The Great Escape is Great on Escape. TNT. We debut the same night. Newsroom gets DVR'd, Rich. And I get the full, I get the live watch. You get right? the live watch. I get the live watch. You got to get the, give me the live watch. I'm going to give it to you. Somebody's got to give me the live watch. Can I break down, though? It's coming up this Sunday. The Great Escape. you got to watch it. It's wild. So when that debuts, are we going to have like Great Escape recap talks on this show? I don't know if people really want that. Where's the Great Escape premiere watch? Do you guys uh, do you want to come? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? Do you want to go? There is, a, there is one. Yeah, of course. There is one. I'll get, I'll don't, invite, don't leave me off you this. Two are uh, you two don't leave me off this email. And, I don't think Aaron Andrews is going to be there, yeah. unfortunately, for you. Nice. But it's in L.A., I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Great. We're You're in. in. We're You're in. in. It's this Sunday, which is my birthday. We're oh, in. Thank you. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's it's coming up. Uh, oh, wait. This already happened. No, no, this no, was no, last no, Sunday. No, 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 no. This oh. is it's coming up. Got it. It's coming Excellent. up. It's coming up. June 24th. Great. Yeah, this, we're, we're planning on posting this. Uh, this. It's June 21st right now. So, 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 so the it's coming actual up on June 24th. Is, it's my birthday. But yes. you watch it. Oh, I thought, they, I thought they would do it like a week, like a three days before. No, it's not nah, like a, no, no, no. It's, like a, a it's a watch. viewing party. Right. Oh, that's cool. Right. That's very cool. It's a viewing party. Consider us in. Okay. Absolutely. It's a we'll, Sunday night, We'll though. be there. It's 7 school, o'clock It's a school night. Here. It's a school night. Oh, boy. A school night for that's who? That's it. School's out, brother. Work on Monday, though. It's called those school nights. Please. Please. How did your last Sunday go? <laughs> it's in Las Vegas. You're in Nevada. We don't talk about that. Come on. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed Riders Week. We're going to have a... Boy, we we have fun in store, and uh, and I hope it happens for all of us here. Uh, That's it for this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast. Stay listening, friends.